Charlene. Good afternoon, Charlene. Good afternoon, Amanda. How are you? <laughs> I am very well. And yourself? I am good, good. The sun is shining. All is oh, well in our world. Absolutely amazing outside today. It's so gorgeous. We're heading in the right direction. Oh, please God. <laughs> <laughs> we have to remain hopeful, don't we? Well, this is it too. <laughs> so, first of all, Charlene, thank you for joining me on my podcast, The Trials and Tribulations of a 40-something. You are so welcome. <laughs> um, and before we get to any of the wee questions that were sent in, um, as I've said there, the name of the podcast is The Trials and Tribulations. And in my humble experience and opinion, very few people get through life without experiencing some kind of curveballs along the way. So, before we get to the questions, I said, can you tell me a little bit about Charlene, the person behind a journey with me? So I'll start off, yeah, by introducing myself. So my name is Charlene Donnelly. And before everything, I suppose I'm a mummy to five wonderful kids, um, wife to Gary. And yeah, so I'm a holistic therapist, um, practicing all things holistic. And yeah, life has been one hell of a journey, you know. Um, and you say the, you know, the ups and downs, the the journey that we go on through life, and you know, I suppose that's where I'm at right now, is like coming through a lot of turbulence mm-hmm. um, and seeing it in a totally different light, Amanda. Whereas before, I nearly created this image. To always be strong, always be positive, always be upbeat. You can handle anything life throws at you. And you know what? I was really numbing a massive part of me. Okay. So, yeah. Um, you mentioned there your husband, Gary. Yep. Yeah, that's been a, a, a tough journey with. Really tough, really, really tough. And I suppose, you know, I do share piece, bits and pieces of it in social media, but I'm aware that it's not really my journey, my story to tell as such. Um, but, you know, when a cancer diagnosis comes into the home, it yeah. just totally disrupts everything. You know, it's like I describe it as the snake that gets under your door and you have no, you don't know what to do, basically. Yeah, whenever you, you hear those those words that you know cancer is there mm-hmm. you, you you can't even begin to imagine what it's like you can you kind of you think you know what it's going to be like until it actually is there yeah so true it is so true because obviously I would be quite empathic and you know very open-minded and like I've journeyed through a lot you know so going back to even before you know this year and last year and all the rest like I would have took my first mental breakdown when I was like 24 years old. And I suppose that changed my whole outview on life. You know, before that, I was very much the people pleaser, the one that done everything for everybody, no matter how much I was crumbling inside. Um, And when that happened to me, Amanda, I suppose it just gave me a total different direction for my life. And in that being said, you know, I had a, 
totally recreate everything that was, you know, um, because when these things happen and, and your mental health declines, everything else around you breaks down along with you, you know. And I think um, when you're saying there about the people placing, I think it happens so many people because yeah. they're so focused on keeping everyone else happy that they haven't realised how much they have lost themselves along the way. 100%. 100%. And it like comes from left field that you're going and you lose you. You lose what fundamentally makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. And trying to get, then build that back up again. Yeah, totally. Totally. It can be tough going. It can be tough going. Yeah, um, looking back, you know, I really welcome that part because I never would have um, become the strong, independent woman I am today, you know, should that not have happened when I was 24, you know, but along come that come a pregnancy, you know, so I really had to go inward and heal everything that was broken within me at that time uh, to allow me to journey through the pregnancy with our third child at that time, you know, and I learned so much. Would that have been whenever at 24, is that whenever you would have started like looking about the more holistic approach to life? Or yeah. Well, would it have been something before that even that you would have been into? No, definitely. That was my that was my starting point. You know, obviously, when I took that breakdown and my mental health really declined and um, I went to the GP because I had no clue what was happening to me. Do you know what I mean? Now we can speak so openly about depression and anxiety and all these things. Whilst that was happening to me when I was 24, no matter who told me, I didn't believe them because I never experienced anything like a panic attack or any of those things until that point in my life. And, you know, obviously the GP was amazing. But like a couple of weeks later, my friend said to me, I laugh about it now. She was like, you know, sometimes this happened to women when they're pregnant. I was like, no way, I'm not pregnant. There's not a chance I'm pregnant. <laughs> and, you know, that went in, what she said went in, you know, and I'd done a pregnancy test and I was pregnant, you know, and then I had to go on a heal your life journey. And that's when I started with Louise Hayes' book. And Love it, Louise. Was, it was mind blowing. You know, it was really, I went to loads of different workshops, seminars, you name it, because I knew that I couldn't do anything else other than heal it with like holistic therapies yeah um workshops granted i had cbt therapy which was absolutely amazing and i was on antidepressant an antidepressant at that time but i suppose my mental health decline at that time was more anxiety based so mm-hmm. i couldn't take anything for the anxiety as such and was it a build-up charlene or did it sort of looking from like yeah it hit from nowhere or it came out of nowhere but looking back now I would know like obviously obviously recently I've had another breakdown you know fourth of January this year but because I've had that personal personal experience before it's I now know what it is and I know what to do to get myself out of it if that makes sense but no it literally come out of nowhere other people around me might have seen it happening Amanda but I didn't see it you know and do you see when you said you were 24 when that happened and like I know for myself with regards to like person development and that kind of area yeah it's a good few years that I've been 
going down that road. And initially, whenever you would sort of talk about it, people would be looking at you as if, what the fuck are you on about? Oh, I know. Do you notice a difference now in people's attitudes towards um, like gratitude and positive mental attitude and all that kind of stuff? I do and I don't. Um, obviously, I went on kind of like a, a massive journey. But like, I, I believe in, and, you know, everything that happened to me to the point of 24 was like all those things that didn't serve me in the roles that I was playing. And it was just like a pressure cooker. It was just waiting to explode, you know, different things that happened throughout my childhood. And I nearly built this big wall around myself. Well, that will not happen to me in my relationship or do 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 you know. Okay, um, yeah. But it did. You know, when I took that breakdown, as I say, my whole life fell apart bit by bit. And my relationship, everything just fell apart, you know. Thank God we worked through it and, you know, we got married and we went on to have more children, which I am forever grateful for. And I suppose, you know, looking back on what we journeyed through together and even what we're journeying through now, there's just that massive feeling of gratitude inside me you know I, I have no resentment anymore even though when I was going through it and the hurt mm-hmm. and the heartache and I just felt oh my god everybody's just abandoned me you know mm-hmm. the people I loved the most but it had to happen does that make sense absolutely <laughs> and you know that I think you have to realize that holding on to whether it's resentment or whatever those negative feelings are it's you that they end up doing more damage to than 100%. the other person. Yeah, oh, 100%. But again, I do feel it's important to feel them at some point in your life. And, and I think we will yeah. always feel them, you know. And oh, then yeah. when you have the tools, like I had no clue back then. Honest to God, hand in my heart, I was I had no clue at what was going on. As I say, the world just literally fell at my feet and I did. I had to dig myself out brick by brick bit by bit you know and yeah and even before I was chatting to you there actually I seen a a wee post about just when you're saying you have to feel those feelings and um, yes the toxic positivity which well I was to be... guilty of that so guilty yeah. of it and it, it it is I don't know it's a it's obviously it's good to or it's healthy to have a, a sort of a positive attitude, but that doesn't mean, I think people kind of get confused or blur the lines about somebody who's positive. Like yeah. I consider myself a positive person, but yet I will still go through the emotions of having shit days, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, feeling yeah. all the other emotions. And But I think people assume that if you're a positive person, that means you're always upbeat and happy and smiling and but you aren't. Yes, Amanda, and I totally, this is this is my new kind of um, journey as of like ending last year and into this year. And, you know, like I bawled my eyes out all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. But like before I wouldn't opened up about that or I wouldn't have told anybody that, I would have done that in silence and then come back to maybe my children, husband, friends, social media, whatever. I would have done it in silence and then come back smiling chirpy dancing da, 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 da. now I can openly say do you know what this is tough this yeah. is really tough but I'm okay you know and I know in me being so honest 
that that's allowing me just to be free and be who I need to be, you know? Exactly. And it also, I think, whenever you do have days like what you had yesterday, it doesn't mean that you're a weak person. No. There's this uh, another thing that people think if you cry, that must mean that you're weak. Yeah. Which I totally disagree with. It 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 just it's necessary. And I've spoke about this with a few people. It's necessary to feel to to cry as well as it is to laugh. Obviously, if you're crying a lot, yeah, <laughs> and it's going on for a long period of time, then that's something you need to look at. But yeah, otherwise. Right. You know, if you feel the need to cry, have a little. Now, like yourself there, I wouldn't necessarily do it in public, but it's not because I'm embarrassed to do it. It's just yes. I personally feel more comfortable having a wee with my teddy in the bed yes. at night. Yes. And then, but I don't hide behind it as such. Yeah. No, I become a fantastic hider. Oh, I did. You know, and I'll openly and honestly admit that now, you know, um, and it wasn't serving me any purpose. You know, when I look back on 2020 and what I journeyed through, first of all, as a wife, then as a mother to my five children, you know, a daughter, a friend, whatever. I honestly don't know where I got the strength from, you know. Well, it's funny you, you say that because that's actually the first question that I have here, which is yes. <laughs> where does your strength and resilience come from? And I, Do you know what? I can't really answer it. Um, but I do believe, and funny, I have a really close friend at the minute on a journey or just about to embark on a journey. And she had said this openly to me last night, you know, and she was like, Charlene, you're, you know, do you not feel that you could, you're so strong that you could master anything? And I'm like, you know, whilst I want to believe that, Amanda, um, I have to be brutally honest and say no, because I was the strong one. And when you're the strong person, I don't know if you'll relate to this, but anybody listening to it, I hope they do. When you're the strong one, you put up that big persona. Therefore, people don't think that you need help. Yeah. And that would yeah. be my biggest, uh, I don't know, you know, that would have been my biggest, I don't know what to say around that, it's, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like people be going, oh, look, Charlene, she, she'll be grand. Yeah, she's strong. She's fine. Whereas yeah. you're thinking, no, no, <laughs> I'm yes, you, I can be a strong person, but it still doesn't mean I have, you know, days that I need somebody to have my back, to give me a hug, to. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you know what? That was just what yeah. I was going on to say. You know, obviously, Gary had went through like seven hours, six and a half, seven hours brain surgery, just coming up now four weeks this Monday. And because I was so honest with my children, like my eldest daughter's 21, my eldest mm -hmm. son's 19, and I was just honest with them all when this um, breakdown happened, you know, when I said, look, mommy's struggling, but yeah. it's okay. She just needs maybe you to help her as much as she helps you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the most amazing, beautifulest thing happened, you know, the day that Gary was in for his surgery, obviously because of COVID, we weren't allowed near him. We couldn't be with him. That's I was sitting here at home. Charlie. Yes, I didn't know who I was, what I was. I was just waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting. But my eldest daughter held me in a hug that day. Oh. And I was like, I will never forget it to the day I die, if that makes sense. It was just oh. that feeling of her holding me. Oh. 
you know, and I, I was in tears. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know I'm feeling a little bit choked actually just when you're saying that. But it is those things that I don't always share, you know, but it's those things that mean the most, you know, and it's it's meeting people right now where they're at because we are in really fucking hard times. Excuse my French. Oh, uh, and fuck away, Charlene. <laughs> everybody yeah. is just trying to do what they need to do to get yeah. through maybe that hour, that day. And I am so passionate about this right now because I know what it feels like to feel completely broken down, standing in a desert and nobody nobody can save you when you're in that moment. You know, yeah. you have to find that strength, that resilience from within. And if that only is to allow yourself to go through that breakdown, well, then that's all it takes. And I suppose that kind of answers that question. And it, it probably as well, I don't know about you, if you, when you are, maybe whether it's going through a breakdown or maybe having a shit day or whatever it may be, there is a part of you thinking, right, okay, I, I have got through this before. I, yes. I can do it. I can do it. And you really do have to, as you said, you just have to dig that wee bit deeper. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's true. No one else can help you. As they can they can be there but ultimately it kind of falls at your door you're the one that has to go right okay I need to get from where I was to where I need to be to continue through the rest of the day the week the month whatever and you know what Amanda even if that is just getting out of bed in the morning and doing what you need to do for you that is totally okay too because we become so consumed with being everything to everybody Mm-hmm. that we totally forget about us. Yeah. And that comes along with being a mum. Like I become yes. a mum at the age of, I fell pregnant at 17 and become a young mum at 18. Yeah. Even that journey alone, you know, it's just, it just blows my mind. Like how do we do what we do? How do we get through it? And then, you know, to have that like life experience to share with other young mums coming after us you know I think that's why I'm so passionate in everything I share because there is always somebody out there that your story will help them and again if that is just to get through their day well then that's all that matters yeah and do you ever have a moment where you sit and look back just when you're saying there, like a young mom five kids what you have been through in the last 10 15 years particularly that the last year or two do you ever just sit back and go christ how did i how did i actually get through that yes (laughs) (laughs) it's like i was an autopilot especially from 2019 so gary's last day so gary was first initially diagnosed in 2017 Okay. And he soldiered through it all like the warrior he is. You know, he is he is absolutely a strength. There's no doubt about it. But again, it comes to not comparing how I accepted the diagnosis to him yeah. or how our children are accepting it till you know, we're all so different when that happens. Um but like then when he got his brain diagnosis in 2019, again I put on this big this isn't going, but I had to do it. Looking back, I knew I had to do it because I dread to think how it would have been if I hadn't have done what I'd done, you know, and yeah. like I didn't allow my, myself the time to process, but maybe I wasn't meant to right then. Do you know, yeah. maybe it did take to come near the end of 2020. But again, looking back, oh my God, I've done so much reflecting 
And I've really done a lot of reflecting over the last three months, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I look back and are... I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, how did you do what you've done? Yeah, but it, it is, isn't that saying you don't know how strong you are, or how tough you are until. What is that strong called? is the only option you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so um, true. And like, again, I know I keep referring to his diagnosis, but I know so many people right now are going through it. Yeah. So many people are going through it. And yes, COVID and all this, but like, I'll never forget, like, Gary leaving here, me not able to go with for his treatments with them, taking a reaction to treatment, having to go to hospital on his own, not allowing to visit. It's just is- incredible how you get through it, but you do. Yeah, like sometimes you just don't have any option but to go through it. But like that, like to go through that is challenging enough beyond words without then the year that last year was on top of it. Yes. And not being able to go and like him having to go through that by himself and you at home and the kids at home and not freaking knowing from one minute to the next. Right. Okay. Is it nearly over? Is it nearly over? Is it nearly over? Right. Well, why is it going to be? Like to not. Like, fuck, that is, like, a nightmare. Yeah, totally. Horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what? Especially, like, you know, things obviously happened quite cr- quickly after Christmas for us as a family, and it was just appointment after appointment after appointment, and before we knew it, he was in the Royal having his surgery. But even that, now yes. looking back, I'm like, how did we do it? And are you still, can you go and see him now or? No, he's home. He was out two days. Like, this is what I mean. He's such a warrior. Like, wow. two days after <laughs> after having major brain surgery, he was home and back out doing our normal routine walk on the Thursday. Stop it. Hand what? on my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Now there's yeah. the character. I know. And then I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, Hold on a wee minute. Like I've paid all this money into personal development and <laughs> mindset and all this, and you are showing me completely up like you're blowing me out of the water. <laughs> that is oh, oh that is wow. It is like and you know um, as I say, like I've been I'd be talking to different people now, embarking the journey or whatever, and I know no two people's journeys are the same, but yeah. he definitely is somebody to look up to for that inspiration you know that I am actually um, it's not usual that I'm lost for words but wow that's amazing yeah so he had the surgery on the Monday and like even the Monday evening obviously we were waiting and waiting and waiting and the bee recovery nurse then rang and she was like look Gary just wants me to let you know that he's out of the surgery and he told me to ring you and I was I just burst out crying Amanda I was like that's all I need to hear that was all yeah. I needed to hear. But in that moment, like, you know, my eldest girl was out the back with me and one of my friends. And But I just put the phone down, run into the house, slammed the door. And I was like, this is not fair. Why can I not yeah. be with them? I know. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Christ. But even oh, that is. But I, I still I'm still like, fucking, I'm like at the, that he's back home after two days. Yes. Yeah. He actually like sent me then that one, you know, after that phone call with the nurse and she was like, you know, I will get his surgeon to ring you to update you, obviously, because you're not being able to be here. Um, 
like it could be this evening or it could be Tuesday. I was like, no rush whenever, you know, as long as everything went well and Gary's back on the ward doing good. That was all that mattered to me, you know. Um, But then he sent me a Snapchat that night and it was just his face. But one of his friends had messaged me to see, was there any word on him? And the shock of me receiving that message from him or that Snapchat and a picture yeah. of him. And he was able to do that. I oh, phoned his friend and I was in total shock. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, he's just after sending me a Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> what a gay. What a gay. Jeez. You know. And then you look at some people. I know everyone's different and we can't compare. Like, But you, you look know. at some people who fucking break a nail and it's like, you know, fucking drama. Well, this is it. And, you know, and I would say this even to Gary and we would have laughs about it now, you know, um, because although I display such a strong woman nature and I am, I know I am, I know everything. I've And I'm only tipping the iceberg with you right here, Amanda. You know, there's things that have challenged me in my life that I don't know. I have no words, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do laugh with him now. And I'm like, just as you say, like if I take a bug or something I'm in the bed <laughs> <laughs> please give me some TLC cry in my eyes out thinking oh no this headache won't go away and then you look at him and you're like oh my god like should I even be allowed to feel this way <laughs> <laughs> yeah you yeah here you can't you just have to keep getting on with it now Charlene after yeah, that, I know <laughs> But I think, again, just as you say there about comparison, we are so good at comparing ourselves. And I think oh, that is yeah. something I'm really learning, even though Gary is the warrior he is. We're all, as I keep saying, life, the things life gives us, we all process it at different levels. You know, totally. I would say I'm very in tune with my emotions. So therefore, you know, if I'm still crying like yesterday, I'm not afraid or ashamed to say that, whereas before I would have, you know, yeah. because obviously when this kind of thing hits you in life in general, because let's face it, everybody's struggling right now, whether they're going through extra added stuff or not, you know, um, but just allowing yourself to be who you need to be in any given day. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, yesterday I had a wee like um, chakra recce balancing zoom kind of call thing amazing and it was it was lovely and the the lady that did it she was saying to me now amanda it might raise up like emotions or whatever and you're gonna have to go with them and she says you could just be crying without you know there's no rhyme or reason it just happens so last night i just got into bed and i was like i was fine there was i wasn't even thinking about anything and the tears just started and I was going, right, OK, I got to go with this, got to go with this. Yeah. And she said, and you'll probably sleep really well tonight. So I cried like a baby before I went to sleep and I slept like a baby. So, you know, today's oh, another day. <laughs> the power and like healing therapies. And, and I miss that so much, even though I'm a therapist and, you know, I would have been given like Reiki to Gary and like doing the kids feats and stuff and I yeah. did do, I, I was trying to do my own but it's just not the same it's not the same as going into your therapist lying up in yeah. the bed and getting that release that you need Definitely. um and just as we're on the topic and being 40 and all that like you know I turned 40 at the end of last year uh-huh. and my hormones is up <laughs> the left from I turned 40 
And I always, my mommy went through menopause very, very young, but it uh-huh. gave me being who I was. And, you know, I, I was like, no, it's not happening to me. Like, no. And she was like, yeah, but you might, you might go through this as well. And I was like, nope, I'm in control of my body. I'm in control of this. <laughs> and now I'm kind of, like, I've never jotted down my periods or kept track of them ever. Yeah. And now, last night, I just had this massive realization that actually maybe it's something I need to do. Yeah. Um, and I, just like, mm-hmm. just like that explosion or that outburst of crying yesterday, I had. And in those moments, we can be so hard on ourselves, oh, thinking, yeah. "Why am I doing this?" And oh, look at her; she started this, and now she stopped. When actually, if you just stop to meditate and ponder on what is actually happening for you right now in that moment. And then I come to my own conclusion. It's just my hormones. I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And see those hormones, you got to love those freaking hormones. They, um, yeah. like you said, well, I'm, I'm coming 40, I'll be 47 now next month. Uh-huh. And my mom was, I think she was 38. Yes. Well, she says she was 38 when she was going through the menopause. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that's what she's saying. But I know like now I could go. I could have like two periods in a month and then yeah. I may not have another one for fucking three months or four yeah. months. So it's like, oh, really? And yeah, like that, it was last week. I hadn't had one for, I think it was going to be two or three months. And I was just feeling really, I don't know. I think I was like picking fights. I'll go either one way. I'll pick fights or I'll just be really sad. Yeah. And then the next day, flow arrived and it was like all right okay there we go it's that like instant relief once the (laughs) the actual flow comes you're like whoa thank god (laughs) i know yeah and then for everything yeah okay i was gonna knife somebody yeah okay then my period right that was why and you know my kids even know now they're like mommy you're my best form and i'm like i know i know i wish i could stop this but i really can't just give me space when I'm like this I just need more space than I probably need on a normal day and even to be able to say that I think is so powerful yeah and it's funny my uh my kids be the same they're like apparently I'm really it's really obvious yeah if there's something wrong with me yeah I think I think I'm like I'm hiding it but they're like as soon as they would get into the car because Obviously, I co-parent Charlene. Yes, uh, yes. So whenever I'm going to collect them, and if they get into the car and they'll go, I haven't even opened my mouth. And particularly Emma, my middle girl, she'll go, what's wrong? I go, there's nothing wrong. Mommy, there is. I can tell. And I was yeah. going, but there's, and sometimes it's not that there's actually anything specific that's yeah. wrong. You're just not feeling it. So maybe yeah. that's, I don't know. And, you know, and it's so nice, Amanda, that we can have those open, mindful conversations with our children, because let's face it, they're going to have all this shit, too. Exactly. You know, may it be the breakups, may it be the struggles with their mental health, may it be an illness or whatever, you know, to be able to hold that space for them and tell them, like, it's not all fairy tales. (laughs) Real life happens. Yeah. Years ago, it was all... You know, behind closed doors, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about anything. Yeah. Whereas now, it it is so much. It it's so much better. I know there's still a stigma and stuff attached to mental health and all that there, but it has improved tremendously. And I know, yeah. unfortunately, this year has probably heightened it so much. 
but yeah. um no it is it's good to be able it's good to talk it's good to talk I love talking and I <laughs> love hearing people's stories no matter yes. how hard they are um it's just something that I love I you know I love I sitting with yeah. other people listening to their deepest pains because yeah. I believe that is what gives you your strength and resilience to who you are you know yeah I remember even it is you can see I, I don't know if some people are reluctant though to share their story for fear of being judged by their yeah. story yeah so whenever they're actually sharing it with somebody that there's you're just genuinely interested in hearing about them and what they have been through and if there's you know and you can see the relief when yeah. they have actually told it and you're not going oh really and I don't know as I say some that fear of judgment just seems to take over people that yeah. they do hide behind so much it's massive Amanda and it's yeah. a, it's a massive thing at the moment right now and as I say you know coming out of what we've went through and during this pandemic the biggest one is going to be mental and emotional well-being yeah oh big time and then that if it's not dealt with in the right way or people don't know how to deal yeah. with it then that starts to impact your physical well-being uh, it's and it's I think like once well the reality is not because obviously I'm educated in this space yes <laughs> viruses are going to be here forever yeah and this is going to be like whether it takes on whatever route it goes down it's not going to go away anytime soon. But I do think the impact from everything else is going to be so huge, particularly mental health. And that just doesn't go for, because like it's everybody. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just not maybe the woman or man or child that's had a bit of a rough time. It's everybody. It's the teachers. It's yeah. the workers. It's, yeah. it's everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, oh, totally. Like people who've lost their jobs, businesses yes. that have had to close down that'll not open again. Yeah, people that have been isolated from loved ones, and yeah. particularly the older people who, and the fear and this, you know, the scaremongering, all of that. There, it's just, but well, well, time will tell, Charlene. Time will tell. No, I know. Moving on to the next question. Um, I suppose it's in keeping with the mindset and all that there. Have you always had a positive attitude to life? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. From I was a glass half full. It was about, again, back to 23, 24, you know, when I journeyed through that really horrific time in my life. And that took me, you know, it's still, I'm still learning. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I'm learning now in such a different way because obviously when you come through so much and you try to change your direction in life and you get this recipe to do things better and, you know, just have a better outlook for yourself. Then I went into fixing mode. Mm -hmm. So I went into, oh my God, my family could, you know, but like it's, you know, nobody can fix anybody else. But I stayed in that space for a very long time. You know, when I got very angry and frustrated when they wouldn't take my advice or do what I was doing, you know, and yeah. I suppose you become a bit disconnected then because you're really forcing stuff down people's throats that they don't want to hear. Yeah. You know, and all they need to hear when yeah. they're ready to hear. 
100%. And I think, again, for me this year and last year, that has been my biggest, biggest learning curve was just meet people where they're at, just be that active listener. You know, you don't have to have a solution to their problems. You just need to be you, you know. Yeah, I know. And sometimes I think, um, I know whenever I had started on like coaching and mentoring and stuff, I, in my head, I was thinking I have to, not necessarily fix, but I have to be positive all the time. I have oh. to maybe have all the answers. And that was fucking tough going. And then I realized, no, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. And I don't have to be positive all the time. Yeah. But just like you say there, just even sometimes all people want is to be heard. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. And it's like anything, you know, and I keep coming back to my own personal journey because that is the one that I'm the, the professional in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's my script. It's my script of life. And no matter how much I want to tweak that and change it, I can. But my mm-hmm. biggest learning again would be, you know, you do, when you go through things like this in life, it makes all the big, big things that you're reaching for, they don't matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like goals and all that kind of stuff. My goals now is that everybody in my house is happy and healthy mm-hmm. in any given day. Yes, there's little things that I'm aiming for, like a family holiday, a holiday for me and Gary, but they're not a way out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just, yeah. it's really inner work, you know, that myself and my mental health is vital and most important, as is that of the kids and Gary. You know, it, it just changes the whole dynamic of anything that I would have been reaching for two or three years ago. Yeah, because if you don't have your health, you have nothing. And you don't have your happiness. It doesn't matter if you are sitting in a big, I think I posted something like this the other day. If you're sitting in a big fucking massive house yeah. with a top of the range car yeah. and all the clothes in the world and still be lonely and miserable and sad, it doesn't matter your health and your happiness. And you would have heard that like years ago. Years ago, I know. <laughs> and it's so true. Yeah. But it's not until you go through something so, so challenging. Yeah. that you actually take a step back and um, you just don't, I don't get a lot of things now that I might've got two or three years ago. You know, they just don't seem to interest me anymore. Yeah. Whereas now it's just like, I just want everybody to be happy and healthy. Yeah. You know, and I'll sit with you when you're completely broken and I'll hold your hand and I'll journey through with you, yeah. you know, and that's again, I suppose where I'm going and, Obviously, mental health, addiction, all that kind of stuff is so close to my heart. So therefore, mm-hmm. um, it just opens your eyes to a whole new perspective and outlook on things, you know. Oh, it really does. And, you know, as you say, whenever you've gone through what you have gone through, it, it, oh, it's, it really is the small things, the simple things that actually mean the most. 100%. 100%. And then when you do get a wee bit like of goodness or like now that Gary's doing well and all that, you know, you really, you have that wee bit of hope again. And, yeah. you know, we might be able to go on the camping trip or we might be able to go on a holiday, you know, but not attaching to it so much where it becomes your total reality. And God forbid, if anything was to happen, you couldn't get to go. And then you have to process all that too. Yes. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm yeah. rambling on here, we've been, no, but no, I know, I know how I feel when I'm sharing it. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it lands oh, on somebody does. else. 
oh it, it makes total sense you're just a, I'm listening to you I'm like going yeah let's just talk all day Charlie let's talk all day <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly um so any tips on now these wee questions that were sort of repeat that sort of descended different the other ladies that I've been chatting to yes the ones that were sort of repeated are the ones mm-hmm. that I, I took out mm-hmm. um and I might throw in a few of my own um, any tips on making time for me although I always feel guilty when I do I would that is a massive massive question and again something I'm very very passionate about mm-hmm. I would say you've got to be very selfish in what you yeah. do for you you know um, I've got a brilliant routine going at the minute um, it's so different to everything I was learned or I was taught but it's just for me you know so the RE one goes to school in the mornings our two teenagers are here at home uh, mm-hmm. doing their thing you know so I'll always go I'll have a walk in my favourite park in the morning when I drop her to school or I'll get a coffee and I'll just sit with a friend mm-hmm. and we might chat nothing but shit but yeah. it feels good <laughs> in that moment and <laughs> then you come back and you feel like wow I give myself something therefore I'm now able to do what I need to do for the rest of the day especially when you're feeling like absolute shit I would say they're the days that you need to do it more Uh, yeah totally Um, should it be just to lock your bathroom door and have a long hot soak or go to your bedroom close the door and put a post-it note outside do not disturb and just get in tune with your breathing or do a simple meditation or something but every day we need to be taking at least an hour if not two for us especially as mummies I think the one just when I'm reading the question that I think she needs to remove and I know it's not always easy is the fact that she feels guilty if she does take me time because that kind of defeats the whole purpose of me like Amanda I don't know about you but we always feel guilty all the time Oh, it's, it's never end, but it's it's learning how to, let's drown out that guilt. Yeah, let it go, because it will just add the pressure to the to the slow cooker that's already about to bubble over. Yeah. You know, but and, and think... it's normal to feel, especially as a mummy, it's normal to feel that mum guilt. I could write a book on that alone. Oh, like even today, yeah. I went to the park and sat and had my coffee, listened to the birds, watched the planes in the sky, hoping yeah. I'd be on it soon, <laughs> you know. But in that, I was like still messaging my middle girl to say are you okay are you okay and they're totally fine yeah <laughs> but yeah. it's just a human instinct as being a mummy you know if you didn't well, care is, then you yeah. wouldn't be doing it right I think and also I think for mums the need to realize that yes as I say that guilt doesn't really go away but the need to realize and for them it, again it's you can't help somebody um, they have to help themselves and other it's realizing that but when I do this for me it's yeah. so beneficial for everybody 100% and today like you know when I done that and I don't know about you or anybody else listening to this you know but we do get so overloaded and having everything right and obviously mm-hmm. I'm I was a perfectionist you know and uh, I like the house looking spot on and I nearly put, would put so much pressure on me just to have everything looking perfect and nobody gives a shit no. there's nobody even in it only us you know <laughs> so uh, today I was like oh god like we have loads of animals and all this crack going on behind the scenes but I just put little post-it notes on because I knew I was really interested in doing what I was doing with you so 
I gave the two teenagers we posted notes, a few chores each, and just wrote thank you so much. Um, in news doing this, this is helping me. You know, yeah, and that's and it. it. It is, yeah, and you know what? You keep trudging on and trudging on and fucking becoming, as I would say, like a wee ball of stress. Yeah, it fucking it spills out onto everybody. Whereas 100%. when the kids see happy mommy. And obviously, mummy's going to have off days, as we have said. Yeah. But generally speaking, when mummy's kind of happy and feeling fulfilled and all that there, you know, it's a win-win for everyone, Charlene. It totally is. It totally <laughs> is. And as mummy's like, yes, those expectations are there. But then it's our duty to take responsibility to what we want to feed. Yeah. You know, and when I, when I say I've been brutally honest, I have been brutally honest. And like yesterday... Oh my God, as as you say, when, when that tears come and you can't stop them and then that <laughs> leaves you exhausted. Then yeah. I still had to go and get the wee doll clothes today for Green Day. Oh, and we were in done stores getting what we needed to get. And then she, God lover, was trying to help me and she lifted my purse. The purse wasn't closed. The money went <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, oh God, please. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd come home here getting her dinner into her and I had loads of help because um, her, my other wee girl was brilliant. She had dinner and all made for them because then she was going on her wee Zoom class for, you know, Cancer Fund for Children for support. Um, And like when I give her my phone to, to log into the Zoom, I literally went into the other room, sat down. I couldn't get a breath. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and I do this work, but how I felt in that moment, I can't imagine how other people or feeling that yeah. don't know what to do. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like that that feeling of overwhelm. Yes. But, you know, whenever you do have the, the sort of the tools. Yeah. And an idea, right, okay, I know this worked. It worked before. I'll try that. If yeah. that doesn't work, I can try. But to, yeah, to be sitting in that place and have no clue no. about what direction you need to turn. Yeah. No. But that leads me on to when it's, the next question that you're very open about your own mental health yes and it's something that I really struggle with yes have you any advice I would always and again I'm open with my mental health and most things in my life because just like that question if my story can help one other person feel like they're not alone because Amanda let's face it I felt alone in a lot of situations yeah even when my mental health declined on the 4th of January I had a fantastic tribe of women around me. I had a husband. Yeah. I had children. I had sisters. I had friends. I had my parents, but I couldn't talk to anybody. Okay. You know, because I felt like I'd done all this work. You know, you can't be yeah. feeling like that. How yeah. dare you think that you've got anxiety again? You know, this was all my inner critic going 100,000 miles an hour, sorry. You yeah. know, um, until one day I couldn't cope anymore. And I just looked at my husband and I was like, I'm not well. Yeah. And I bawled my eyes out because obviously when that happened before, um, when I was 24, I pushed everybody away. Okay. I'm included. You know, so you can imagine the fear around me having to disclose how I was really feeling again. Mm -hmm. You know, but once I'd done it, it was the, the best feeling in the world. And then... And how the, long were you feeling like that before you I would say... I would say I've always felt this way. Okay. But it took a massive dip in September of last year. 
Right. But I tried to silence it. I tried mm-hmm. to use my tones. I tried to do everything but let people around me see how I was really, really feeling underneath. And you know, the more I tried to stuff it down, Amanda, the louder the voice in my head got. So even with all, like whether it was meditation, the the tools and all that you had learned over the years, it didn't, what actually worked for you? Was it the being verbal about it and saying, I'm kind of struggling and realizing, okay, I'm not on my own here. There are so many other people who are able to support me through this. Yeah. What was, what actually I think the tipping point for me was, well, obviously we can have all these tools, right? And they work. They 100% work when you use them properly. Yeah. Um, But for me, like when I went to my doctor on the 4th of January, she was like, you know, Charlene, it's time to surrender. Okay. You have been through so, so much. Yeah. You know, and like I say, and I will always say, I'm only tipping the iceberg here and I'm only sharing you know parts of it there's been so much throughout 2020 that again I don't know how or but obviously the GP knows you know yeah um and she was like it's time to surrender and I knew what she meant but like I just Mm -hmm. bawled my eyes out and I was like but I don't want to feel this way you know and she's like but it's temporary it's temporary it's just circumstantial okay you know um but it's about allowing it to be as it is instead of not accepting it so I totally got everything she was saying um and then obviously I had to become really selfish and just focus on me completely and that was going back to my meditation practice probably Mm -hmm. more than ever that was what now the anxiety has really settled Mm -hmm. um compared to what it was September, October, November, December, January, February. It's really settled, but I'm not going to say it's away. Whereas before, I would have always said that'll never happen to me again. Right. Whereas now you're like, it, there's a uh, high possibility that will happen to me again. Yeah. And when it does, I will accept it. You know, and I think that's what happens. Whereas before, I would have been so firm in my understanding that yes this happened to me yes this took me to where I am but that will never happen to me again and was there a fear Charlie because the first time that you had pushed everyone away was there a fear that and that's why you also stayed silent right what happens if I push everyone away again yeah what if my life totally falls down around around me again (laughs) do you know what I mean Yeah. yeah but you know what if that is to happen then you know you've just got to journey it through but then now here we are a few months later. Yeah. Feeling less anxious. Yeah. A wee bit more stronger. Yeah. And know that again you you kind of think, right, okay, I, I got through it. And if it yeah. does come again, I know I will get through it again. So does that lessen the fear a wee bit or oh a hundred percent like you know now speaking to you and speaking to anybody I can speak so openly um and I know that's not the case for everybody but for me it helps you know even if the people don't understand but for somebody that is or doesn't know how to speak about how they're really feeling mentally or emotionally I would say it needs to be somebody that you trust Mm -hmm. it needs to be somebody that's not going to tell you how to fix it you know, they're just going to sit with you. It needs to be somebody that understands mental health. Yeah. Because there's, and I was one of those people that didn't understand it, you know, and 
obviously one of my children really struggle with their mental health. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue. I thought everything I was doing and saying was right, but it was so wrong. You know, whereas now I understand, you know, sometimes where the less we say, the easier it is. Yeah. Because you say they just want somebody to listen and not necessarily. But I do think so many people are so keen on whether it's fixing or giving their perspective on something. Yeah. And, you know, and you can't really because you're not living the life that that person is living or have had the experiences that that person has experienced. So you can't, you know, there, there will be people who will bribe bash you into doing it yeah. their way. Yeah. Which isn't the right way necessarily. No, and I would say again to that question, you know, you always have the answers inside you. Yeah. We really do. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for the strength that we have within. Um, And when our mental or emotional well-being is like off and we're really feeling it, we're we're totally out of alignment to who we really are. Yeah. And I believe now again that I'm no therapist, I'm no you know, counsellor, but I believe that now um, when I am mentally or emotionally triggered, I'm totally out of alignment with who I am, truly am. Yeah. And, and your body is- will tell you, Amanda, like yeah. obviously my body um, had just like I've took something in my C7 vertebrae in my spine mm-hmm. and this is what triggered my anxiety or the anxiety whatever you want to say yeah um, coming towards the end of last year but because it was ongoing nothing that normally in the past that I would have tried would have helped it obviously then I got like something in that c7 vertebrae mm-hmm. uh, the anxiety just spiraled out of control because it was leaving my arms all tingling my fingers were numb I just thought I was going to take a heart attack you know but now looking back I knew my body was telling me, hold on a wee minute, it's time to slow the fuck down. You see, that's the thing, your body, I don't think people listen enough to what their body is saying. I'm very in tune with my body now. Um, I love lifting and inspiring other people. But I don't feel that I have to do it every day online even. And the days that I'm forcing myself to do it, I will get those pains back. I will get that heavy feeling back in my shoulders. Really? A hundred percent, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, you know it's I'm, amazing when you start listening to your body. Yeah, and like your gut, she yeah. rarely lets you down. Never lets you down, actually. Yeah. We might not yeah. always listen, but it's and always I, right. <laughs> yeah, I know, it, but it's my, and again, it probably comes back to, you know, you said there about we have the answers within ourselves. We have to we trust do. ourselves. We have to, but then maybe that also goes back a wee bit further to, if you've spent so long people pleasing, you kind of end up losing your own ability to trust yourself and to know and to listen to what feels right within you. So it's so important to do less of the people pleasing. And like, that's not saying you can't help people out or whatever. No. But not when it's detrimental to you and your mental health or how you're feeling or whatever it may be. And I would but say, by Oh, I lost you there. No, my phone started to ring. Sorry. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> oh, it's going to keep happening. All right. Can you still hear me? 
Oh yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just about like boundaries. Something I never knew. Like I never knew what boundaries were. Yeah, and if they're so, um, but again, I think it goes back to the feeling guilty and all that. There, if oh, if I put a boundary up there, but it's not. It's so you have important to, you have for to be able to say no. Yeah, it's so important for self care and yeah, for both men and women, children, everybody needs yeah. to know that there is a point where we need to have boundaries in place for our own uh, inner well being. Yeah, absolutely. Now that again leads me on to the next question <laughs> i'm hearing more and more about gratitude and positive thinking etc does it actually help <laughs> well we both know the answer to this go for it, charlie <laughs> yes 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 100 <laughs> percent. but it has you have to feel it yeah i was so guilty and i am guilty of forcing it writing it when I didn't feel like it I felt like absolute shit inside but I still wrote down oh I'm so grateful for I'm this I'm that and I know a lot of people will find this hard to understand and maybe they won't but I'm going to speak my truth on how it is anyway I have never ever ever felt gratitude like I have felt in 2021 in the whole of my time being on this earth really yeah because it I was in such a silent place. There was so much coming against me. There was Mm -hmm. so many people there to support and just listen to me. You know, the people that I never would have dreamt of, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, my little one's school teacher, the gratitude that I felt for that man. Like I wrote him an email and I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so grateful for you right now. But there was a feeling, a burning feeling inside me. You know, the friends that I reconnected to, you know, we went on walks in the park. The level of gratitude yeah. that I felt in my heart. Sitting across the room to Gary Sergeant and saying, you are incredible. Thank you so much. You know, it's just not a job. It's like the things that he was able to do for Gary in that moment was like, I just seen him in a totally different light. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I think you have to really feel it. Like not just go through the motions, yeah. actually feel what you're. Yeah. And I do think yeah. that comes back to when you're going through really hard times that you find the smallest things to be grateful for. And that might just yeah. be your cup of coffee in the morning in peace, you know? Yeah, I know we do. There's so many things we take for granted and I know in the last year it has been it has been challenging, it has been tough, but there has also been good things that have come from it. 100% agree with you, yeah, there has. And again, yeah. it's when you open your mind to different possibilities, you just see the world in a whole different light. Yeah, and focusing less on what other people think if this is if this is something that you want to do like uh, you know whether it is gratitude lists or whatever it may be if you feel oh god like what again that's something people get so hung up on what are other people going to think it doesn't matter what other people think if it helps you yeah whatever you do that makes you feel that little bit more at peace yeah and happier within yourself you can just do it in abundance and you know what amanda what works for you might work for me 
Exactly. So yeah. it's allowing yourself to do what works for you, not just doing it because everybody's doing it. And this is how I'm going to get my freedom or my inner peace. Yeah. You know, because I was so guilty of that too. And it, then every time I had a brick wall, I then I beat myself up even more. Yeah, it can cause more turmoil 100%. when you're trying to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah, especially if you um, have underlying mental health problems or anything like that. And I suppose yeah. that's where I'd had to get really real and honest with me. Yeah, and you do, you have to... It starts with you, whether it's reaching out for help, what yeah. making changes, whatever it may be, it starts with you. But just this one way question from a mummy, because you said you have five children, Charlie. Mm-hmm. And this woman has said she has just recently given birth to her second child. Yeah. Her first child is two. Yeah. <laughs> remember that I remember it well. Yeah. It is so tough. How do you do it? Again, I don't know. I look back now and I, I'm just like that lady. I remember being in the thick of it. Like, you know, two of mine are like Irish twins, so they're very close together. And oh my God, like those <laughs> days. But you know what? They are the best days of your life. Yeah. You know, yeah. give me that baby, that toddler that you can feed, put to bed yeah. and have your own time. Because yeah, now most days, day, most nights I'm going to bed and they're still awake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would, and I always said to even like my sisters and sister-in-law and things like that, you know, because they would have looked at me back then and said, how do you do it? And I always <laughs> say, like, enjoy them when they're young, because when they get yeah. older, then you've got, it's a whole new level. <laughs> oh, it just, it's completely like it is, you know, you, when they're young, and you're in the thick of it yeah you do you kind of will them on to the next stage and the next stage and the next stage and the next stage and then suddenly they're the teenagers with their own mind and yeah. the attitudes and and their own and struggles as well amanda yeah you know because yeah. let's face it they all have their own little life journeys and along with that comes a lot of challenges and as i say like each of my five are so different they are all amazing but they've all had their own little uh struggled along and that's the way the thing. do you know the way like you were saying there what would work for you might not work for me yeah and so on yeah and it, it just shows you like there's I've said this before like even with your kids as an example yeah like what what you did for one child like yeah. when the first one yeah okay I'll try that and that work doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for any of the rest of the children no so they are even like two children are even like your children are all so different yeah so you know, and they have the same gene pool. I know, I know it is. It's when you look at them all and I will always say to anybody right now, you know, my kids are my biggest teachers, you know, and it's okay to say to them some days, I need you more than you need me. Yeah. Every day is a school day. 100%. Whereas it's funny, like whenever my, when like James probably, I did it a wee bit more with them and Aoife, but with James whenever he got that bit older and would have been like starting to give his view or opinion yeah. or saying to me and I would have like when I think back now I'm going oh, sick Amanda I would have been very excuse me I know mm-hmm. I know I know and then you, you realize no actually I don't freaking know yeah. all the answers and they are my kids you just said they are teaching me yeah 100% and we do come from that, that place where 
we think we know everything because we're their mummies. And there is things that we do know that they still have to learn. I think that's the very important indicator for anybody that has teens. You know, I thought because I journeyed through a lot of shit in my life, well, this is not going to happen to my children. Mm -hmm. So I nearly wrapped them in cotton wool. Actually, I didn't nearly. I did wrap them in cotton wool. (laughs) And then when they got to an age, they broke free and suddenly the world hit them with a bang. (laughs) Yeah, I know you do. You think you're protecting them and you're going, no, but they have to they have to go through that as well. Yeah. And just because I experienced all this hurt in my life, you know, especially my girls, I didn't want that to happen to them. But let's be real here. It is (laughs) because it's all a part of life. Yeah. And if you do. You find that if you do wrap them in the cotton wool, they they just rebel. Yeah, totally. Against you because totally. you're taking away their not their well their freedom and their experiences of learning. Yeah. You know life. And so. and it's nothing. It's not that we're doing it wrong. It's just no. You always do the best that you can with the knowledge you had, and when you know better, you do better. That's exactly. that's just it. You know. Oh, goodness. Well, my last little question for you, Charlene, what is next for a journey with me? Well, I've got lots of little things going on in the background. Um, Obviously, before I changed my handle to a journey with me, you know, I was the positivity mama. We had the kids affirmations and all that. So they're in the middle of being rebirthed. Um, They're coming back okay. uh, in a different way with different things, different spin on them. Uh, I do love a wee affirmation. I, affirmations got me through a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and on the days that I really needed them, you know, they were there and, and they, they just made you uh, see things in a different way, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, back when we get out of this lockdown to doing soul-to-soul therapies, you know, that's my new venture. Um, my holistic treatments. I'm in the middle of writing a book. Where I will probably dive in deeper to everything that you just can't public share publicly share sometimes because you just have yeah. to I think sometimes you just have to watch because it's not just yourself that you're talking about. Like there's so many life experiences that I've had that have involved other people and you just have to protect everybody, you know. So yeah. the book is yeah. gonna be my therapy. Um Excellent. yeah, so obviously my mentoring, my meditations. All that is coming back. Busy lady. Yeah, but coming back with a different, a whole different, it's like I've peeled back another few layers of the onion. And I just need to be me. And I would highly, highly recommend and, you know, say that to anybody. You just got to be you. You have no idea how much you're helping, even if it's just one person. Yeah. I know people be so... And I think as well, it comes back to social media and people get so hung up on watching people, what they're doing, how they're looking, what their their life and all. And you think you have to kind of replicate that and you realize, no, you don't. You just follow. And I, I did talk about this the other day about how just follow people that make you feel motivated and inspired to be you rather than going oh fuck what's wrong with me why am I not like her or why am I not like him or why is my life not like theirs because that is mental torture 100% and it's and we do it we're all guilty of it I'm still guilty of it you know 
But again, I will always say it comes back to you. Everything comes back to you. And somebody can tell you all the things to do. But again, it will come back to where you're at in your life, what you're already dealing with. You know, and that was massive for me. Obviously, I had my coaching and mentoring going on before Christmas, alongside everything else. And when I had that breakdown or whatever you want to call it, I was so hard on myself because Mm -hmm. everything crashed. But it just was a prime example to show me, you know, you need to stay true to you. And no matter if you've got mental health issues or whatever you're working through right now, that's still going to help somebody. Well, that's it. And I know, like, um, after... Well, I was doing coaching as well there, but I took a sabbatical. The sabbatical seems to have gone on a wee bit longer than I had planned. <laughs> but um, after my dad passed away there two years ago, yes. and then it was a few months after that that I separated. Yes. And I was like that in my own head going, oh, fuck, how can I coach other mm-hmm. people whenever I look at all the shit that I'm going through? How can I? And then I was going, but no, Amanda, that makes you, you more are. relatable. Yes. Because... There will be people who are going, right, okay, she can, she's got through this by doing whatever. Yeah. I can try that if it works, if it doesn't, what have you. But it just, you can, especially, and, and like yourself, whenever you have gone through X, Y, and Z, you can, you're not taking it from a book. No. You're actually talking from your own personal experience, and, which I think yeah. is more relatable to other people. And that kind of comes back to, to how we are, like the way our brains work, the way we store information. I know for me, like, you know, I don't hold the information, but I hold the personal experience. Therefore, yeah. my best way of sharing is by vocally speaking with someone. You know, yes. you can write everything down and put things out there. But again, we're all different. We're all going to take it differently. We're all going to see it from where we're at with our perception, etc. So therefore, I think there's nothing more powerful than a conversation and communication. Oh, They're my two most okay. favorite things in the world, you know. And I know I must be something similar to you in that way. And, and also, that's the thing about the last year. Yes, you can have Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff, but to actually physically sit across from a person yeah. and feel their energy yeah. and feel get that feeling, yeah, it's hard to kind of get that on a Zoom. I think, yeah, totally. You need that interaction, that human interaction, and it's so important. I and again, people are struggling so much with that, and I would say to anyone that is struggling with their mental health anyone that's feeling lonely and isolated right now and I know that we're to keep our distance and do all that but the massive thing that got me through the last 10 weeks or whatever was reaching Mm -hmm. out to the people that maybe were phoning me or you know asking me how I was and if they were local to me we met at our local park yeah and we we kept our distance but you see the power behind that like connection uh, yes, as I say, just having that coffee at a picnic bench or whatever the case may be, I think it is so, so needed right now. Definitely, definitely. And I know we're coming closer to the end as such yeah. than we were this time last year, but still we're... But Amanda, yes, yeah. with that being said, we may be coming to the end of being locked in our houses, but it's only the beginning 
of yeah. people trying to go back out. People are afraid to go yeah. out because you know, I know yes. personally how, how anxiety works, you know. Yeah. And when that anxiety comes after a multitude of fears being embedded into yeah. you, it is mm-hmm. so hard to go out back out into the outside world. Yeah, there will be. Uh, yeah, there'll be some people that it. Uh, yeah, but then, be... but again, that's why we go through what we go through because it's going to help, if not a multitude of people, at least one. Exactly, and I do and, believe you know, how painful yeah. the things that we are we go through. There is a massive, massive reason that we do. Absolutely, absolutely, Charlene, you have been a joy to talk to. Thank you so much. To listen to. You are such a beautiful person. Oh, thank you so, so much for having me. Oh, and what you see pleasure. in me exists in you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And who knows? Maybe our paths will cross. For sure. Whenever. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have that coffee and we'll put the world to rights. Let's, let's, let's arrange a date. <laughs> we will. We will. Um, and I look forward to seeing what happens next with a journey with me thank you so much amanda and thank um, you for having me on your podcast oh my absolute pleasure